Welcome back to episode number 136 of The NP Dude. This is Jeff, The NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. It's everybody's voice. Anybody that's listening, I don't care who you are. If you have a question or a comment, you send it to me by email, jeff at thenpdude.com. You can also catch me on Facebook and shoot me a PM there. Um, I want to hear what's going on with you guys because if it's bugging you, it's got to be bugging me. Because if I don't know it exists as a problem, man, that could really help me in my practice. So I want to hear from you guys. If it's something that's bugging you and I know about it, I'm going to try my best to help you. Because that's the kind of guy I am. All right. Sorry, intersection. Sorry for the drivel. i got to be safe driver. Hold on. Hey, come on, buddy. You can use a turn signal. All right. There you go, Paul. Hear that thunder rev- revving? There it is. All right. want to get right into it. I've got um, one I was working through one of my legal clients and um, came up with a question that was after the fact in a hypothetical type situation. And and um, individual says, you know, you could use this as a great episode on your podcast. And I said, you're damn right I will. <laughs> so I got approval to use it. It's going to be a little different. So nobody's going to be uh, named. And there's certainly going to be enough uh, changes to the hypothetical that uh, I protect the innocent and guilty alike. There you go. Situation. Working in a, in a practice, doesn't matter what it is, and um, it's not working out well for you. It's a big system. It's a healthcare system, okay? So it's just, whatever it is, it's just, not, you didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. It's just either you're not a good fit, or they don't have enough work, or whatever. And so they give you kind of a notice that, you know what, your practice in your specific instance is winding down. And we want to roll you into possibly see where you might fit in other parts of this system. And so it's kind of like they're not firing you. You're not getting terminated. But they give you a verbal, like we're going to give you 90 days to figure out where you fit. And after that, you're done. So they give you a verbal 90-day notice, termination notice. But at the end of the day, they don't follow the actual contract termination provisions. So they don't send it by certified mail. They don't do it, you know, you know, hand delivered and documented and, you know, all that stuff. They didn't do any of that. They just sent you an email and said, you know, we're, we really want you to work here and we're going to give you 90 days to figure it out. And after that, you're done. But it wasn't done effectively. So the contract is not terminated. And you come towards the end of your 90 days and none of the other practice groups within that larger system is either appealing to you that you want to work for them or there's nothing available or they don't want you whatever it is it doesn't matter there's no there's no there's no home for you there so you go to to them and say well i'm going to go ahead i've got like you know nine days or eight days or five days left out of my 90 day quote unquote termination notice period and i use hand, air quotes because there was no effective termination and you give your 90 day notice so there's a couple questions that come up. One is, if you give your 90-day termination notice, do you get paid? And the question there, or the answer there, is it depends on the contract. So if you terminate the contract early, there is oftentimes, not all the time, but enough that I've seen it, seen it and commented on it to people that have reviewed their contracts, where if you leave and give the 90-day notice, they can actually come back after that that time and say, well, you know what, we really don't need you here, you can leave now, and they don't have to pay you any further. So it's only for hours that you're in the building. 
So that's not uncommon. So you really want to read the contract or have somebody read the contract for you. Make sure that you're okay doing that. My bigger question was, and, and to answer your question is, can you get money for that? Maybe. It depends. So it just it depends on how much leverage you have. And it depends on, you know, how much you want to you want to fight it. So you might be able to get your paid 90 days. It's possible. Because the, the way you look at it and the way you sell it, and, and not trying to sell it, but just to, to give you the, the, the side here, the, the argument, is that when you are rocking and rolling and seeing tons of patients and making them tons of money, if you give them a 90-day notice to terminate the contract and they let you go early, that's their decision to do so. But there was value in that 90-day period to them in that they could have kept you and you could have kept seeing those patients and making them money. So that retention that you're committed to has value and they should pay that out regardless of what they decide to do to you or get, you know, get rid of you and not, not to you, but you know, with you, I guess. Does that make sense? So there's value in that period for both sides. It's the same way on the other side too. It's a better argument on the other side. When the, when the, uh, the employer says, you know what, we're going to give you your 90 day termination notice and then they kick you out and don't want to pay you. So they say, you know, we'll give you 90 days, but in 30 days, they say, you know what, we don't have anything for you to do. You're going to go ahead and leave. And you're, that's, that's great. Awesome. Where's my 60 more days of pay? And they say, no, we're not going to pay you. That's when you get a person like me to write an astigram that says, nope, there was value in you um, required that. That was part of the contracted deal that you would have a, a, between this job and the next. And that's part of that, that buffer that you negotiated. Otherwise, don't sign a contract like that. On the, on the employer's part, okay? So it's the same argument, it's just it's flipped on the other side. It's a little bit more of a better argument, in my opinion, when it is the employer that is doing it because they're the bad guy. You know, they look they look like the bad guy rather than you. Now, the, my bigger question to this individual was, why did you terminate your employment? Why don't you let them actually effectively terminate you? Just keep drawing a paycheck. It didn't make sense to me. Just keep drawing it. And, and the response was, well, I didn't want a, a termination on my permanent record like a termination on your permanent record. Whoa, whoa, whoa back up. We got to talk about this. <laughs> everybody seems to think that they're not everybody, but a lot of people seem to think there's this like master list of your employment history and you know all the good things and bad things and all your 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 uh, um, you know performance reviews and all your you know oh boy you you know really messed up over here and that's documented and it's it's in your employment record. There's no such thing. There is no such thing as an employment record. The only thing that is an employment record would be with the IRS. And all they have is the, the amount of money you made and the years that you made it, but not even dates that you made it. They just have totals for the year when you filed your income taxes. So you got this W-2 from this company and this W-2 from that company and this W-2 from that company. That's all they know. That's the, the closest thing to an employment record that exists. So do not, do not, do not terminate your contract unless you intend to leave. If you're an employer and you have nothing else down the down the line, you let them kick you out the door. Number one, if you terminate the agreement, you're no longer going to be eligible in, some, in a lot of states. I should be very careful because this is a national podcast. For unemployment, unemployment's a state law issue. So it's very specific to the states. But most of the time, if you are the one that terminate the employment, you can't then go to the... To the um, to the way to uh, Department of Job and Family Services or whatever it's called in your state and say, oh, I want unemployment. 
Now, there are certain circumstances, if it was such a hostile work environment, and there was, oh man, I was just going to head on to a semi in the sun, can't see where I'm going. Um, if there's hostile work claim or something like that, then you might be able to squeak through it, but you're going to have to fight for it, and it's a pain in the ass. I would say, you know what? You want me out of here, that's fine, but when did you terminate me? And they'll be like, oh, well, we sent you an email, but I can blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, well, yeah, read the contract. Termination provision states you have to do it by certified mail. Did you send me a certified mail letter saying you terminated the contract? No. Okay, well, when are you going to send that? Because so far I haven't gotten one, and I continue to. you're going to continue to pay me until 90 days after I receive that letter. Period. That's the way you work it. Now, it's not always that case. You have to be careful. You have to look at the contract. But that was that was an interesting discussion I had, and I, I felt bad because it was like, man, why, why would you quit? Well, I don't want it on my record. Nobody knows. Nobody knows about your record, quote-unquote. Here's what happens. If you were to resign a position, or if, if, if you were to be terminated, like right now, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I, I got a termination letter from my current contract because they're closing the practice. I don't care. The practice is closing they're not going to keep me on staff. Of course they're going to terminate me. They terminated my contract. The, the word terminate in contract terms is not a derogatory term. term. It, just is, it, it just is. Now, when you say employment, oh, I was terminated. It sounds like you were for cause. So I get that. I understand that, that that's the case. But we have to d- differentiate. Termination under contract language, it just means it's, it just ends. It's not negative. It's not positive. It just is. It's just, just ending. That's all. So I think that there was a definitional mismosh between termination of a contract and termination of employment. Because it's an employment contract. It's confusing. But at the end of the day, here's what happens. If you get terminated from your employment, your contract, even if you screwed up big time and you're, you just hated being there and you were a jerk and they hated you and they said, screw you, get out. All right? Here's what they do. The next employer will call up the previous employer, maybe, if they actually try, and they'll call and ask and say, hey, uh, I see Jeff was working there for the last, you know, whatever, years, and um, he's leaving your employment, and he's interviewing with our company, and we just were interested if, if you could give us information about him. They're going to say, we could tell you dates of employment only, period. Any good employment employer or company, large company that's got a handbook and that has had attorneys in the past advise them are going to tell them, do not say anything positive or negative about that potential employee for the next next people, next potential employee, right? Or your ex-employee. The reason being is that it could be a defamation suit against you. Now, there are exceptions to that. There's going to be lawyers out there that occasionally listen to my podcast, and they're going to say, Jeff, you didn't talk about the exceptions. I don't care. We don't need to get into it. That's too deep. Okay? But in reality, even though there's exceptions to the rule that you can, you know, you can, in good faith, give a, an honest assessment of the individual based upon your performance reviews and, you know, anything like that, and, and the intent there, the idea is that, that, that exception to the rule allows for transparency and, and so that the next employer doesn't get stuck with a piece of crap employee. That's kind of a good policy if you ask me. But most employers are going to be told by their, their um, legal counsel, don't even go there. It's not worth it because trying to prove that you were within the exception is still a lawsuit and it's still a fight. It's easier and safer to keep you out of that and it protects the money in the, in the coffers that you've already made from having to go fight the fight. 
of a defamation suit. Because you, know, you guys understand that, right? I mean, it's employer B, who's the, the potential employer, goes to employer A and says, you know, how were they? And employer A, who just fired you, said, oh, they were stealing money out of the kitty. You know, it, 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 and you don't get that job and you weren't stealing money out of the kitty. There was no investigation about you stealing money out of the kitty. There was a suspicion of you stealing out of the kitty, but you never actually did it and they didn't, couldn't prove it because you didn't do it. Well, now you just lost future employment because of it. Do you think you got a good case? You got a pretty good case. Even though that, that individual may have thought, on, in all honesty, gave a fair assessment. <laughs> Whoops. That's a problem for him. Okay? So that's not a good place to be. All right. But that was the bigger issue for me. It, was, it wasn't so much the 90 days getting paid because, in reality, you know, if you want to fight it, you probably can, but you're going to have to hire someone like me for the amount of money and... and you know, you're going to be seen as, you know, oh, that was the jerk that, you know, took us for everything we were worth. And this is a large system. You're probably never going to get hired there again. You kind of want to leave on good terms. So I, I, I kind of, I don't know if I talked myself out of a job, but I just, you know, the practicality is, you know, for the amount of money that you're talking about, is it worth your reputation? And I don't know if it is. So there you go. Um, Housekeeping, just a little bit, a little bit of housekeeping. We're at 20, just under 2,600 likes on Facebook. How do you support the show, guys? You can go ahead and like and share as much as possible. I want you to uh, go ahead and go on iTunes. If you're an iTunes listener and you don't come on Facebook every now and then, come on Facebook, like the show, give me a rating. You can do it both in iTunes and on Facebook. Uh, most of them are very positive. I got a couple negatives and I'm okay with it. You tell me what you think. I could care less what the number ends up, but I want you to be honest. And, and uh, if you've got a negative, just tell me why so I know what uh, what the problem is. So I can tell if it's legitimate or not. Um, let's see. What else? That's it for now. We'll move on and we'll do some more stuff. Okay. Next issue that came up was a Facebook post that somebody said, um, I've got this jerk physician is my collaborative abusive yells at me um changing the the contract terms unilaterally type of stuff like was represented that i would see you know eight to 14 patients a day and then when i get in there i'm seeing 30 and they're double booking and they change slots from 20 minutes to 15 and you know all that kind of stuff because they're realizing that you know they they want to make more money so let's just squeeze you for everything they can. They use a very oppressive contract that says that if you terminate the contract early, even with notice that you have to pay liquidated damages. That's what those are called, by the way. Those are liquidated damages. So you have to pay them back a certain amount of money. And those are not common. I mean, I see, I've seen some pretty rigorous, like just outrageous cost of liquidated damages in NP contracts because they kept a physician contract and then they rolled it over to an APRN one and they didn't edit the thing. I mean, I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, it's ridiculous. How can you do that? This one wasn't that much. I think it was like 15 grand. So you got like 15 grand to buy out of a contract and the guy's a jerk. And you've got a notice period, which isn't, you know, whatever. I don't know what it was. Let's say 60 days. Okay. So you could give 60 days notice, pay 15 grand and walk away. That's, that's your out. The other thing is, is, um, you know, this person has an on-staff attorney. Like they have a, an attorney in their office hundred percent of the time. So that's, that should have been a red flag. Just, just letting you know. If you're ever going to interview and you see the attorney's office in the practice, 
probably don't want to work there. I'm just going to let you know that. Because they're either too busy defending too many cases, it's just cheaper to hire them as, a, as an employee, or they're um, shady and they're doing stuff like Better Call Saul, right? He's moving heroin. Or, no, I'm not, he's not moving heroin. I'm just joking. That was just, uh, it was meth, right? Wasn't that from Saul? Breaking Bad. So what are your repercussions? I see I see advice, and I made one comment, and I just, I just did it right before I got on, and it was um, something along the lines of, just sue them. I'm like, okay, what are you going to sue them for? What's your claim? What's your claim? Legal claim. So when I see people say, just sue them, it's obvious you don't know what you're talking about. The better advice would be, you know, go call Joe Flores or Jeff Powers or someone that knows or, you know, somebody that could at least point you in the right direction or talk to your attorney and see what see what recourse you have of getting out of this deal. Next time you hire an attorney before you enter the deal so that you can review it so you know not to sign this crap and lock yourself in. That's a better question. So when I see advice like just sue them, I'm like, come on, it's a waste of a, tag, a string. What, what claim? And I haven't looked to see what their response was. I just got buzzed, so I'm sure that's what it is. And I'm not trying to be mean. I just What's your claim? If you're going to tell people to sue people, you better be able to tell them intelligently what legal claim you would be re- recommending that they would sue them under. I'm just saying. If you don't know what the legal claim was, well, boom, hostile work environment. Well, maybe. Depends. If they have a lawyer on staff and this guy's just being a jerk all the time, you're going to have to document very well and you got to be careful. I see other people saying, make copies of all of the records of all of the, the, the um, charts that you do so you can prove you did them. I'm like, oh my God, uh, that's not a good plan. That's really not a good plan. Talk about possible HIPAA violation. Where, where are you going to keep those? You're going to keep them in your car? What happens if you're... you're, you're briefcase gets stolen. Somebody thinks there's a laptop in there and they steal all your HIPAA records. Whoops. And then start posting pictures of Facebook on, of, of your notes. Ah. Or calling you and say, look, I'll blackmail you. I got all your stuff. Give me $10,000 or I'm going to publish all this. You're going to lose your license. Can you imagine? You don't make copies of stuff. You, you just don't. I mean, unless it's part of your normal workflow and it's part of your office policy, maybe, but you don't make copies of stuff and it should stay locked up in the EHR. It really should. That, that was a bad, bad piece of advice. <laughs> like, oh, oh, God. Now, keeping track of, like, your records of your, you know, your RVUs or your CPT codes or your number of visits and, you know, what you're charging and stuff like that, that's fine. I don't have a problem with any of that. What else could you do? What would you do? And what would you do, like, legitimately in this instance? I see other people saying, um, well, they're probably shady, so you want to be ready to turn them into the to the to the board, medical board, right? Turn them into the medical board for being mean to you. Really? Do you think that there's a, a section of the medical board that cares about nurse how a doc treats nurse practitioners? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's probably nothing in the in the medical board's rules that this guy's violating that that is related to you as an individual. So I don't know if there's anything there. I wouldn't go to the medical board. I wouldn't go to the government. Not first. Not first at all. I would keep track of things. I would get information. I would keep my eyes and ears open. I would do my job to the best of my ability. I wouldn't put up with the crap. And I would warn them and say, look, if you if you want to continue to talk and act like a child to me, then I am going to rip this contract up. You're going to rip this contract up, and I'm going to walk away. Otherwise, it can make your life a living hell. 
That's what I would do. I would just confront him with it. Say, look, you want to be an asshole? Be an asshole. But I'm not going to be in, you know, roll over and take it. I'll be an asshole too. It'll be just as miserable for him, you being there. He'll be willing to rip up the contract. You sue him. It'll take three years. And there may be arbitration clause in your contract. You can't You can't just say, sue him. Eh. It's really, I mean, talk to an attorney is good advice. That's good, excellent advice. I saw that a lot on there. A lot of good advice. Some really bad advice. Don't make copies, please. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, there was one other one. Um, what was it? I don't know. We're at like 20 minutes. I'm, I'm getting frustrated. I'm driving behind somebody slow. How else can you guys support the show? You guys can hire me to review your contracts if you are in Ohio. I get enough people all over the country every day. I turned down three yesterday. I'm in Missouri. I'm in California. I'm in, you know, Illinois. Can you just please? I'll pay you. I I promise I will. I wish I could. I'm not getting licensed in every state. It's not worth it. It's way too much money. You guys couldn't pay me enough to do that. Just wouldn't make up for it. And I'm only going to see Ohio. I'm not going to break my rules. I'm not going to break the rules of the Supreme Court. And I'm certainly not going to lose my license or any of my licenses for uh, just reviewing a couple contracts. It's not worth it. But if you are in Ohio and you're uh, having an issue and you want to get some advice, um, you can give me a call after I give you my number, of course. Email me. Jeff at the npdude.com. That's a great way to get in touch with me. Other things you guys can do is... Um, Use the Amazon affiliate link. It's been a little flat, guys. Come on. I need some support. I want to make this thing keep going. i got enough to cover this year, and i got a little bit for next year, but I need to make this happen. So if you guys like what you're hearing and you want this to stick around, I need your help. Go to Amazon. You use my website, thenpdude.com. You click on the Amazon banner. It takes you to Amazon. Does the, Do the shopping you otherwise would have. It doesn't cost you another dime. I swear it doesn't. I use it all the time, and I check the price before and after, and it's always the same. Never once has it been different. What it does is it kicks me a couple percentage of your purchase, and I use it for web hosting. None of this money goes in my pocket. It's all just to help keep the thing going. Sits there until I use it for web hosting, or I buy t-shirts, or stuff like that. That's the other way. If you guys want a Chronic Intractables t-shirt, I'd sell them for 25 bucks. Um, I make no money on them. I mean, it's like a dollar. It's, it's like next to nothing. But I use the money from MP Dude to front the money until I can get all of them in. So um, if you're interested in a t-shirt, you email me. Same email, jeff at the npdude.com. Tell me your size, your address, and um, I'll get, to get it on the list and we'll get it out there to you. So if you guys are working, it's a beautiful day. It's only 36 degrees, though. It's end of April, but it is beautiful blue. Uncharacteristically blue. The grass is greening up trees are starting to butt out, my allergies are acting up, it's all great, good stuff, good times, getting the camper ready for this summer, it's been fun, not really, working on my truck, a broken old truck, I've been trying to fix it to pull the camper, I can't even get the truck working, so we're going to adapt and overcome, if you're working today, I want you guys to be smart, I want you to promote our profession, I want you to help enlighten people that don't know what they're doing with us. If you have a physician that doesn't understand the scope of practice of what we do, you gently direct them in the right per- right direction. If they think that you have no liability and they take all of your liability like an RN, they're idiots and you, you just need to agree with that they're idiots and you just gently persuade them that, no, I have my own license and yes, just like your license, I can lose mine and oh, by the way, unless I consult you, you have no liability, even as my collaborative. 
they may get named, but they'll get dropped. So, be smart, promote the profession, educate, educate, educate. I can't say it enough. That's the best way to promote our profession is to tell people what it is that we do and how well we do it. And the better you articulate that, the better off we will all be. Be smart, be safe. We'll talk soon.